This is an Area Code podcast. We have to stay inside. Cable is way too high. It's cheap to look at wretched books. class welcome to another episode of the hood novel book club we're back we were gone for the month of march aka my birthday and now we are back we got two new hosts don't worry uh nitra and devin will be back eventually it's also devin's birthday on the 13th y'all so go ahead and send devin um some money ask him what his problem is do whatever you need to do send devin some love but this month you guys be reading um how can i describe this book we are reading a book about relationship trauma um a book about secrets amongst lovers a book about deceit and deception it's a book by miss biggs called pregnant by my best friend's husband that's right you heard me correctly. This is not an episode of Maury. It is pregnant <laughs> by my best friend's <laughs> husband. It might be an episode of Maury. Shit, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll find out. Maury, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, Donahue, um, Montel, all of them. It might be one of them. So today, like I said, we got two new guests. First up, she is the host of the Red Wine and Thoughts podcast all the way in Queens, New York. Give it up for Latoya Lindsay. Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> so, Latoya, I got to know just based off of the title of this book alone, when you signed up, you were like, how, how did you feel? Well, when you asked me to sign up mm-hmm. and I looked at all of the titles, I don't know why I was drawn to this book. And how did I, feel? <laughs> I just knew it was going to be a hot mess, to be honest. It pulled you I, I in. Went. I'm with it. <laughs> and of course, our second host, um, we go all the way back to Dallas, Texas. Lord yeah, we mercy. Did. It has <laughs> been back there, but she is in uh, New Orleans now. She's a founding member of the No Lie, uh, no Lie Comedy, the host of Big Uneasy Open Mic, as well as a little show called Funny, but make it fashion. Uh, give it up, you guys, for catchy Shaboise. Yes, you got it right. <laughs> you know, I may be black, but I was raised by white people. So her saying ethnic names <laughs> yeah, it's okay. can be tough. How's it yeah. going, Catch? It's going. It's going. It's been a long day already. And I was excited about unpacking this book that is I'm pregnant by my best friend's husband. Oh, and I yes, forgot yeah. to mention everybody, Catchy do these real fun pom-pom videos. Y'all gotta find Catchy on the internet. She be out here uh showing yeah. her full ass it's uh, i love it yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah i do it because it like like when the pandemic happened i was like well i mean 
if we all gonna die, might as well die living our best lives, doing what we want to do. And what I wanted to do was shake some pom poms. So that's what I did. <laughs> yes. So catch when um you saw this book title, "Pregnant by My Best Friend's Husband." What was your thought process at first? Well, for me personally, I'm a connoisseur of the mess, and that mm-hmm. that that title sounded very messy. So I said, "Yes, sign me up. Let's let's go. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you guys, I feel like I always have to say the whole title, Pregnant by My Best Friend's Husband, because I really don't think anyone believes me when I say that's the title of this book. Um, Honestly, I think of all the books that we've read, none of them sound like titles of actual books, with Mm. the exception of The Donor and The Coldest Winter Ever. Like those two things were books. Everything else has been like, are you sure you're saying that correctly? Um, so this book is by a woman named Miss Biggs. That's with a Z, of course. Why wouldn't yep. it be with a Z? Um, her name actually is Crystal Biggs. So if you guys want to find this book on Amazon, uh, do it. You can get it on Kindle for free. Shit. So you might as well. And I've also been reading the book live. If you're like, I am not spending my money on this nigga shit. If you want to just listen to me read the book on Clubhouse, uh, get on Clubhouse. I'll be reading the book. Uh, slowly but surely but I've been making my way through that book so a little (laughs) bit more about Crystal so we can have an idea of who is behind this book Crystal this is her biography you guys so Crystal was raised on the Mississippi Gulf in a small town called Moss Point after graduating high school in 2002 she went on to get her bachelor's in social work um, from Jackson State and a master's also from Jackson State so she currently lives in Jackson, Mississippi, home of the dancing dolls. Y'all be watching Bring It. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. It's I a be good show. From Jackson, Mississippi, the dancing dolls. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so she's a licensed social worker um, and she's per- trying to get her doctorate right now in social work. So get it. And she's a member of Zeta Phi Beta uh, Sorority Incorporated. Um, there's a lot more to her biography but I'm gonna be real it's like it might as well be a chapter of this book because I'm not reading all that (laughs) so shout out to black woman getting your um doctorate and everything in social work maybe this book was inspired by some shit she saw in the social office I'm shocked maybe maybe I don't know so you guys maybe I mean she has a lot of books under her belt including like I said pregnant by uh, my best friend's husband but she also has let's see dirty south adult boy love story falling for adult boy um finding my rib a complicated love story in love with my cutty in love with my cutty buddy oh your husband's cheating on us (laughs) I gotta read that I gotta read that Uh, (laughs) And of course she has, um, she's not just a snack. She's the whole buffet. BBWs do it better. So definitely check out Crystal's uh, bookography. Okay. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, let's jump into Pregnant by My Best Friend's Husband. Book one. Now, this is just the first book, everyone. After we finish this, we'll determine if we need to read the second one. But for now, let's go ahead and meet Portia. So just to sum it up, the first three chapters is we meet Portia, her husband, uh, Michael, 
And then we kind of hear about her uh, best friend, Kiana, Kiana. Is it Kiana or Kiana? Let's do Kiana. Kiana, okay, let's do Kiana. Um, Crystal, if you're listening, go ahead and put the pronunciation in parentheses next to the names so we know how to say their name. <laughs> but we start with Portia. She's having a dream where she goes to visit her husband at work, but is basically blocked by her secret by his secretary Angelique um, from doing so. They get into this big, like heated argument type thing, and eventually she gets thrown out of the office. Um, and that leads to her seeing her husband. Uh, Michael drive up in the parking garage with another woman all while ignoring her so that's the end of yeah also she's getting her car repoed and the reason why she's in the office is because she had her car rejected at a city trends I'm not I'm sorry not city trends but some store and she's really city upset trends, about it dots uh <laughs> <laughs> rainbow. discount rainbow <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's how the end, the dream concludes. And we go on to her being upset because her husband is asleep. And so that classic thing of, I had a dream, now we none of us can sleep. So yeah. she tries to wake her husband up to talk about the dream. And um, he's like, no. And then they have angry sex. And uh-huh. uh, then he says it was hard to keep my dick up anyway and then she throws hot water on him so that's where we are with the first (laughs) oh and then there's and then we learned there's a mysterious van outside of their house so that's the first grouping the first three chapters of this quote unquote book um how thus far like i said we just this is these first little this first little group um did anything stick out to y'all anything like well well, first of all i i noticed that portia just i just didn't like her right away i said this girl i understand in her dream she's distressed bad things are happening to her but i still didn't feel bad for her because she kept on saying things like um like she was just so judgy about other people i can't remember what she said um i need to look this up i should have highlighted it but Basically, she was judging the guy that was um, that was um, repoing her car. Like she yeah. was just she she was just not a nice lady. That's all. The um, thing about Portia that I think we learned about Portia and my honestly every single person that we have met in this book, no mm-hmm. one has a single redeeming quality to them. No, They're no. all shitty fucking people. Yeah, basically. I was like, what, why should I root for anyone here? Yeah. There's, there's no reason right yeah. i don't care in your dream yeah. how are you mean in your dream you know what i'm saying like she's nasty she i was like who is this person and then to find out it's a dream i'm like wow you were that nasty in your dream imagine you're in real life exactly mm-hmm. and apparently she has these dreams a lot so after she had the dream um and when we're saying the dream please please don't think we're talking about uh martin and the you know that dream <laughs> 
no. that dream never happened you know <laughs> um <laughs> goes to wake up her husband michael and he says why the hell are you shaking me like that he grumpily entreated slowly opening his walnut shaped eyes he rolled over and laid eyes on her i told you the last time you had one of those crazy ass dreams not to tell me about the shit you good i'm good we good and our shit is good it's almost as if you want something bad to happen to us so her husband don't give a fuck either which have y'all ever had a dream in the middle of the night and was like i need to wake up everyone that i know in my life and have them <laughs> comment on my dream i mean i've never had that urgency right. personally but clearly I no I, i've had a dream and i've like nudged my husband or you know i'll hit him or something it depends on what the dream is about if it's about him then i may you know pop him real quick just to get my right the thing that tripped me out really it's like she had this dream and i get it dreams are can be a lot and they can be all over the place so that's i i guess but she's been having this dream like reoccurringly and they kind of make that point of being like she has wild dreams um and i think the thing that really threw me is how much her husband does not care like he doesn't care. She knows he doesn't care. And yet she's trying to force him to give a damn. Their relationship is so toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's clear, yeah. It's, it's clear, clear they she, hate each other. But you know what? Yeah. I've seen it from another angle. I felt like when he was being nonchalant, I'm like, whoa, is there some truth to her dream? You know, is he hiding yeah. something? That's how I took it. Um, because usually if guys are too nonchalant and try to like downplay something, it's usually because there there might be something there. That's how I took it, you know. Because I actually kind of agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. My thought was accurate. though, I I've I've never been in this situation, but I've always heard like if you have if you if you have that strong of an inclination, it is it's probably true. So what is the purpose, like, of doing this cat and mouse of, like, um, you know, I just wanted to see what you was going to say if I had said, like, bitch, just say the thing. That bugs the fuck out of me. Like, you know what I mean? And so after he's like, I don't want to hear it, which that extreme brush off, either you was having some amazing sleep or something's up because you brushed it off way quick. Yeah way quick especially if in the response when he turns he rolls back over right and so her first thought is well it's one one twenty three a.m is what they have it she can't go to sleep and she's upset so she's like well i have to get up early in the morning so i guess we just gonna fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, I, I don't understand the logic um I guess because she's trying to go back to sleep. Okay, but he already sleep. So what he did, and I guess this is the whole, um, what is it? Destiny's Child, tap me on my shoulder, I'll roll over bullshit. So he rolled back over to go to sleep and she's like, nah, I want that dick. So she just slides her hand over uh-huh. and basically takes that dick. Yeah. Um, I, the thing that interested me about her quote-unquote taking that dick was she was so enthusiastic <laughs> she was so enthusiastic 
enthusiastic right before like she's like oh yeah and then as soon as i guess like the action starts happening all of a sudden it's like oh no i don't feel anything this sucks and uh it's and how do you not feel anything well we didn't get to that part yet (laughs) no okay so and like I said, we cool to jump around, man. I'm I'm all up okay. there. So the, what so you guys can see. I, I want to talk um, about the seven inches that she don't feel. Okay. So, <laughs> so she so he's like, what are you doing? So this is how this is how it goes down, everybody. She's in bed. She's like, Well, I'm up, so everybody about to be up. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Um, so she goes to tap him on the shoulder. He's like, What are you doing? She says, you know damn well what I'm doing. You know damn well what I want. So you might as well turn your raggedy ass over and let me get what I need before I take it. That's rapey. Um, Don't care how seductively it says she said it. That shit is rapey. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So she says that this, okay. I I feel like I got to read this whole part. Okay. Uh, let me turn your raggedy ass over and let me get what I need bef- before I take it. She seductively insisted. She was almost shocked to see Michael turn over without putting up a fuss like he would any other time. Again, raping. Um, how often does she beg him for sex in the middle of the night? That's okay. Odd. All right. Um, that was the one of the many things she hated about him. He was stuck. He was uh, stubborn as hell. This is the next part that I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Just call me Drano while you watch me drain that dick dry. She told him as she slithered down to where her face was between his legs. <laughs> who talks like First that? First of all, who talks like that? Nobody. No one. Call me Drano? That's terrifying. <laughs> what's her name, Crystal? Crystal. This <laughs> <laughs> big sitting. Yeah, Miss Big, she thought she was doing something with that one. She's like, let me hit him with the Drano. Oh, yeah. That wasn't it. Like, that's too, too I I guess I, I, I'm trying to see how that can sound sexy to somebody, but like, that's too much. You remember in Girls Trip when they did that whole uh, break thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sound, I'm sure as a man, that's probably the best sucking of the dick ever, but the sound. That is enough to dry you up immediately. So saying you gonna suck me out like Drano? Try again. How clogged do you think I am? Just all (sighs) that's all I can hear when I hear that. Right. So she goes to town. She goes down. She's doing what she does, her head is bobbing up and down. He's, okay. um, you know, moving her hair around, doing all that. A small speckle of spit trickles down her lips and all this shit. This is the sentence that made that this is when it gets like, I thought you were enjoying this. This is what you wanted, right? Portia, Portia's panties instantly became soaked and she was ready to receive him inside of her. Michael was only seven inches but his width was made up for everything that he lacked and his stroke game was on point most of the time. <laughs> this is hilarious. Now, I'm not going to say I'm uh, the, the biggest connoisseur of dick, okay? But seven inches seems 
sufficient um in my experience am i missing something maybe because she's been messing around with a whole bunch of big dicked man she she just she's not used to the seven inches anymore she must be used to some ginormous and that's not safe that's not safe if you if you pull out your pants and you got 10 inches or something in front of me you can go ahead and put that back what am i supposed to do with that yeah that's gross no you know you do do you guys remember now i always bring this up and few people remember it some people don't but do you guys remember back in the early 2000s on the oxygen channel this was like right after oprah got the oxygen channel around 11 o'clock at night on weekdays there was a show called um it was like a it was with dr soup and she was this old white woman. She wasn't really a doctor. She was a, um, she was like a registered nurse her whole life, but she worked in like sexual health. And so she was like, she was kind of like a Dr. Ruth type woman, right? And yeah. people would call in. It was like a call-in TV show. So people would call in and she, they would ask their sex questions and she would give sexual advice. I used to watch this when I was growing up okay. secretly. And I was I'm like, okay, man. Okay. I'm going to find a clip and I'm going to send it to y'all. But I distinctly remember some, some things. And one of those things was Sue was saying that the, like the vagina, you only need like four, it's only like, like four inches where something is going on right that's giving you all your pleasure so if you fucking a man and so like six inches seven inches that's a lot and i think five or six might be like the male average i don't know i don't know six but average yeah so seven inches is a good amount and if it's girthly cool great bam yeah but she i distinctly remember her being like if you have eight nine ten inches you You're can't pretty. you can't fuck with your full dick like you can only fuck with half of your dick and if you're really like trying to jam 10 inches into somebody you will fuck her up yeah so crystal miss biggs <laughs> what are you fucking like <laughs> but, but you know how what? deep is your vagina i have a, a little story i do know somebody Okay. Who I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say names, but she used to names date- only. No, <laughs> she used to date a stripper, and he was actually pretty popular out here in, in New York or whatever. But he had they called. No, nah, I'm not even gonna do Bolo. That. Was it Bolo from Real Housewives? No, it was the Bolo. <laughs> was it ridiculous it was- from Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> no, no, not Bolo. But he had an 18 inch. A what? No. No, no, what? It's not even a joke. An 18 inch. You mean 18 centimeters? No, inch. I am. Are you sure? I thought I'm positive. How? How? He used to end up in the hospital quite often. I'll say that. I used to be like, girl, I'm back in the hospital. He shifted my this or shifted my that. And her GYN was a male who used to tell her to stop messing with this guy. Like he, he's shifting your organs around. This is she taking all. No, that's not she okay. Loved it. She loved it. Okay, yeah. well, the largest is 18.9 inches in the world. So he was up there. 18 inches? Like what? 
Why? He was known known for that in the neighborhood. Like everybody would go. I've never been. I'm not like a a strip club. Newborn babies are 18 inches long. He was about that size. That's so disgusting. That just sounds. That sounds. That sounds damaging. It sounds damaging. That's what. Or maybe just maybe she was trying to give herself a hysterectomy. That's what she was doing. She was trying to give herself a hysterectomy. She don't want a baby, so that's what. Well, this was years ago. I don't know where she is now. I hope she survived it. But that 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 was a true story. (laughs) Yeah, he was a really popular guy. And why? Why? I I don't think anyone should be bullied, but he should. That's not okay. (laughs) Mm -mm. Wait, he was 18 inches hard or soft? I'm pretty sure hard. I don't know. I ain't never asked what would happen to even buy draws. Oh my god. How does he buy draws? He probably doesn't. Maybe one size larger, so there's room. (sighs) Either way. Maybe custom. God. (laughs) That is a lot. That's a lot. All I'm saying is Portia could be used to that because you know they exist. (laughs) <laughs> I guess. Well, Portia was very unhappy with her seven okay, inches. Seven. Um, <laughs> yes. She she got, I, I guess she got soaked real quick um, from doing the sucky sucky lick lick. And then as soon as he became fully excited, she was like, never mind, I'm good. Like <laughs> She just instantly didn't want it. And she got upset. And so Man, I can't get over that 18 inches story. That is the most bizarre shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> um, yeah. is this person in Queens? Call him. Call him right now. Come on. Oh my really god. I live in I live in Queens now, but I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and they're they're from Brooklyn as well. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Man. And the place that they used to strip at, I think it was. I don't know. I, I don't know too many people. <laughs> that's just that's uh, but I know he had a lot of he had a lot of ladies in the neighborhood. I was like, these are some brave chicks because I couldn't do it. Ain't no I way. I couldn't do it. Swipe this, right. This is what this guy is known for. And you want to go and sleep? Like, really? Sis? Like you're that's brave. terrifying. That's terrifying. You're that's brave. that there's nothing about that that sounds fun. It sounds painful. Yeah, yeah, I don't sounds like a mm. lot of pain. But I mean, it sounds I'm like Portia's alley, though. And apparently, that's <laughs> what Portia wants. Portia wants um, an 18 inch dick, um, hard, you know, 13 inches soft. I don't fucking know. She wants a huge peen um, because her husband's wasn't doing it for her. Um, and then, so they have yeah, sex. No unsuccess i guess it's unsuccessfully i guess i can say unsuccessfully they get their sex and um he says something they argue so they they start arguing and i don't think they've ever had a kind word to each other um not even a hey um to each other this whole book unless that hey was followed by a bitch so (laughs) he they finish she goes to the bathroom and this is where that argument comes because he says and once she gets up and goes to the bathroom, he says, damn, you just going to get up and like I didn't make you feel good. And she says, you did it. I did all the work. To which he replies, what? <laughs> Do you know how much concentration I had to keep to keep my dick up? That is the. 
It is. My thing is, okay, be quite honest. Like, I don't understand why he was insulted by saying she, I mean, she was doing all the work. He made there. I mean, she did do a lot of work. She started the, she, she initiated the sex. She started with the sucky sucky. She jumped on top of his dick. She reversed cowgirl. And she, she so she did do all the work. That said, that comment of like, do you know how much work it took just for me to concentrate to keep my dick up? Like, bruh. Yeah. That was not necessary. I feel like and every be- every character was disrespectful. Like, yep, basically. Disgusting the way he talked. So, she was so disrespectful. The way she talked to him, like, these people are so unhealthy. But I mean, we are reading the hood book, so. That's true. <laughs> but my thing, even then, it's like, it's to me, it's like watching Marvel movies, right? Like, I'm watching, I'm re-watching my way through the Marvel universe. And I get that they're superheroes. And I understand that you have to suspend your belief to a certain degree. Because humans can't fly. Like, I know that. However, I can't help but watch the fight scenes and go, these superheroes just killed a million people because the Hulk got mad. Like, no one's addressing that. In this book, no no one's addressing how toxic these people are. If you don't like them, then why are you married to them? Well, she's married. We all know the answer to that because she's married to him because she grew up poor and she does not want to be poor anymore. And this, like, he was her milk ticket. Because yeah. that's the reason why she stays married to him. So. And yeah. like, and, and, he, and she's crazy. Why do I know she's crazy? Because after he says, do you know how much concentration I had to keep my dick up? She proceeds to go to the kitchen, boil <laughs> a pot of hot water, <laughs> and throw, and tries to throw it on him. Toxic. She tried to fucking Marvin Gaye this man. My question And I just is, feel like his reaction was not that, like, the only It didn't warrant that. But they kept saying, oh, he loved her, he loved her, but he wasn't going to allow bodily harm. And it was like... Well, yeah. Yeah. This you love. shouldn't allow bodily harm. Why is that even a thought? Yeah, it shouldn't even be on the table. That's like, is was that in their wedding vows? Like, I promise to love you forever unless you throw hot water on me. Then we gonna have an issue. But until that day comes, we gonna be cool. Like, what is that? But you know what? Portia's from the projects. So I'm assuming, like, he knew he got with a hood chick, right? He, he, he had to. If he, he didn't, to. he's stupid as hell. Yeah. I'm sure he, he knows that... Um, you know, he, he knows who he got with and I'm sure she didn't hide that side from him in the beginning. Like, I don't know. I'm just making assumptions. Right. I don't know what the beginning of their relationship looked like. Maybe she'll explain it in part two. But um, I, I doubt if she if she had that side. Like, people who, as gutter and raunchy as she is, I don't see her keeping that from him. So I feel like maybe he likes the abuse. That's love, you know? So my question is, have you guys ever gotten to that point in a relationship of any kind, really, where you felt the need to not necessarily Marvin Gaye somebody, I ain't saying you throw some hot ass noodles on and some shit like that, but you got to the point where you like, we throw it like this is, we Issa, Issa and Molly at the, at the festival, we about to fight for real. 
Okay, I will say I never got into that point. I'm the type of person I don't like to argue, but if you keep pushing, you hit that me, bitch with a bottle. Okay. I'm gonna fight you, right? That's that's yeah. that's just my mentality. But I know I can't do that with my husband. Like he's stronger than me. Like I tried, and you know it didn't work. So now I just like you know I found I find another way to blow up. Like, you said you tried, like you just got into a yelling match, or you was like pushing you oh no like my husband like the you you know he's a complainer so he'll be like oh you know you ain't pick up that plate and i just ignore him but he'll keep talking about it talking about and me i'm the type person i'm like what's up like let's just settle this you know so (laughs) you know i you know i maybe i've jumped in his face before but i didn't get told i don't want to you know out myself as an abuser i didn't get totally abusive but I feel like, you know, I can't beat him. I'm not going to stay here and like, you know, try to fight him. Then I'm going to have to resort to what Portia's doing, throwing water and picking up knives. And ain't nobody got time for that. And it's That's toxic. a lot of work. It is toxic. <laughs> Kesha, you ever been in that situation? Oh, no, no. I've never been in a physical altercation ever in life. And I don't know why. I guess because when there is a conflict, my, my game plan is just walk away. I legit, I, I'm, I'm very non-confrontational. Thank, thank you, Catchy. Now you got me looking really bad over no! here. No! It's because I don't to say. <laughs> you've done this before, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's because I'm legit. Like, the, my problem is I avoid stuff. Like, I get nothing. There's never any altercations because, like, I'm gone. By the time there's a disagreement, I'm like, well, I guess it's time for well, me. Time to go. Me. Yeah, basically. So that's the reason why I've I've also never been in a fight before. And I think I'm in between, right? Because I don't have the blessing of being six feet tall like Keshi. Um, I (laughs) wish you guys don't understand. That's the only thing I've ever really wished for. Um, I'm 5'9. I'm on the short side of tall. Keshi's six feet tall. Wait, you five nine and you six. Wow, that's dope. Amazons. I wish, but see, I I I don't I don't I don't like conflict either, right? I tend to be quiet when I feel like things are starting to get up. I get quieter and quieter, but that's how I know that I probably shouldn't be in a fight because I'm not gonna run from it. If you come in my face, I'll I'll sit there. I'll I'll take a lot. I'll take a lot. Yeah. But I think there is something um, that I've learned because you know I'm also an actor, so you start figuring out how people um, read you and stuff like that. I know for a fact, for whatever reason, I intimidate the shit out of a lot of people, especially women. Mm. Um, I'm not trying to. I don't say anything. Oh. Maybe it's because I, I I'm a straight talker. Like, I'll just say exactly what it is and I move on and I don't think about it. And that kind of is like, oh, she said that. But also, I don't know, maybe people think I can fight or something like that. I don't know. I've never been in a fight. I would love to. I would love to get in a fight one day. But I've I already never... know I would lose. I would lose if I was in a fight. Because... <laughs> you never gotten into a physical fight. You're 60. No. You're exactly. No one wants to test me. Nobody, Nobody wants to test me. No, I was just saying, like, I think I will, because my whole life, I've always been on the side of caution, because I feel like, like, for example, when I played basketball, like, I never fouled, because I knew if I was to do just a little something, because I'm like the, you know, like, I'm the one that stands out, I'm the big one, everyone's going to assume it's my fault, 
So yeah. like when it comes to a fight, I feel like I'll lose because I'm like, I can't hurt them. Even if they punch me, I can't yeah. hurt them because if I do, like it's going to be all my fault. So and see, I've gotten close. Like I've had people try to talk to me, but I think I think what my thing is is <laughs> as opposed to catch you who will just walk away. My first thing is just going, try me if you want to. I will stab your ass right now. Like that's <laughs> I immediately <laughs> result to violence. I immediately result to violence. I'll throw <laughs> you in front of a bus. I will stab you wherever is nearest to me. I, I will immediately, to me, I've always said this. There's no such thing as a fair fight unless you are in a ring with a referee. So if you coming at me, you're going to have to do more than grab hair because this shit not coming off. I'm stabbing you with, I don't care if your baby there. I will pick your baby up and stab you with it. Well, damn. <laughs> and so I think, I think people... <laughs> Because I get quiet in tense situations, they go, she's probably crazy. And yeah. I'm probably am. I probably am. Yeah. But I thought what Ketchy said was really interesting because I have some nieces. I have a um my sister who have like four kids, and one of them are she's really <laughs> tall. Like she's always been the, the the tallest one. And I'm not gonna lie, when I see her like bothering her brothers and sisters, they could be bothering her. I'm like, what are you doing? No, you the come on now. You you like twice his size. Like, what are you? Yeah, exactly. And I have to catch mm-hmm. myself. I'm like, but she's five, you know. Handle it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But I do think they described Portia really well. And I was like, oh, this feels like a horoscope. Because he was, Michael was saying why he loved her, I guess. And he yes. said that she was smart as hell and very ambitious. Um, that was what made him fall in love with her. And this yeah. is what I highlighted. He said, one thing Michael quickly learned about Portia was that she could be mean as fuck, sweet as candy, cold as winter, evil as hell, or loyal as a soldier, all depending on who she was with. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Not depending on who I'm with, but it's like depending on how, like what's going down in that situation. Okay. So I was like, that resonates. Good job, Crystal. Good job. (laughs) So moving on, um, because she's having these dreams, so four through six kind of, actually, hold on, let's back up. There's a van outside. Mm. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that we learned towards the end of chapter three is um, as they're like leaving to go to work or whatever, Michael is in the real estate business. Portia is a makeup artist. I think this. Yes, yeah. she's a makeup artist. That's all I pretty much got. They see like a van outside, um, outside in the neighborhood. And apparently it's been there for some days. It's just a white van. And for whatever reason, the sight of a van parked outside instantly has them spooked. To me, I was like, okay, that's, I guess this is just Portia. I mean, not Portia, but Crystal letting us know that this van is going to be important later on. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't think twice about that. If I saw a van parked outside, like I really wouldn't. I'd be like, well, I guess somebody is having some work done on their house. I, and- I pay attention to any, if there's a new car on my block, I want to know who, who, um, who whose car it is. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Fun. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's like there's certain things like you know, if the van maybe had like you know AT and T on it, then it's like okay, well then I know that's happening. But if there's just like a unmarked van just right. chilling, and I don't know who's coming in and coming out, I mean, I'm gonna be like giving it a side eye, especially if well for me personally, if it's taking up my parking spot, 
I'm going to be exactly. like, who, who did it? Who did it? Well, I ain't going to sign at that point. I'm just calling the tow truck and be like, come get this shit. I don't care whose it is. <laughs> but I wouldn't, it's one thing to be like curious as to who it belongs to, but their initial reaction was basically one of guilt, right? Their initial yeah. reaction was they're looking at us. And it's like, why would they be looking at y'all? If you don't think that you are doing anything that could be focused on you, why would you think the van is there for you? Because they're doing illegal stuff. Like, yeah. clearly. That's, well, the, that's the conclusion yeah. I came to. I'm like, oh my God, the van. I was like, oh, someone's doing something illegal. What is it they're doing? The classic uh, decoy van with all the <laughs> yeah. cameras inside. But yeah, that's but what we learned through chapters dream, one through three. Her dreams showed that she was a, already a paranoid person. Like, right. Yeah. Very paranoid. Yeah. I was honestly being like, do they do drugs? Like, what's going on? Like, actual <laughs> drugs? I don't I don't know. So that's where we get through one through four. Now, four through six. I'm sorry, one through three. So four through six, we learn more about her best friend, Kiana, and her husband, Devin. So um, they have an infant son named Didi. Um, we learned that Devin never wanted that kid to begin with. And Devin does this thing that's pissing me off where he refers to his son as his seed. And it makes me want to fucking throw my Kindle across the room. Um, <laughs> like who does that? Anyway, Devin never wanted, ne- never wanted the kid. Uh, we also learn um, that they're going to, Michael is uh, convincing them to come visit Kiana. So mm-hmm. Michael doesn't have to deal with his wife. Or talk Portia. to her, or or poor, yeah, Portia, and uh, so my, uh, they don't have to deal. Michael doesn't have to deal with his wife. Basically, that's the, the real reason. Yeah, and I was just like, you trash. And then we also learned that um, Michael is cheating. Uh, Michael is Portia's. Yeah, Michael's Portia's uh, husband. So we also learned that Michael is cheating, and then uh, we also figure out. Ke- or learn that Kiana wait, and wait, Portia wait, wait we find out Michael's cheating or Devin Devin Devin, Devin. Devin. we learned mm-hmm. Devin is cheating and then uh we learn and we also figure out that uh Kiana and Portia they find they finally get to talk to each other on the phone and we kind of figure out the feel of their relationship um Portia is a shitty friend because she's upset that her friend is taking care of the baby instead of talking to her. I, I don't even understand that. And then Portia goes to talk to the person in the van. Um, that to me is the dumbest thing ever. So let's get in through these, these, this little section. Well, first off, we find out that uh, Kiana, she's in love with her Devin. Devin is amazing. Devin is a hot body. Devin, Devin, Devin. Devin <laughs> is everything. He's everything. He's Meanwhile, <laughs> Devin, he's like, oh, yeah, I love, I love Kiana. However, she could have been a model if she wasn't so dark. Anyway, I'm cheating. That's what I Okay, so we all highlight the exact same bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, Crystal? What is wrong with you? But go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. No, let's talk to Crystal for a second. Yeah. Crystal, Crystal. I understand that there's colorism in the Black community. I 100% get that. But why is the husband doing that against his own wife? Right. My what? wife is beautiful. My wife is perfect. My wife looks like Evangel- Linda Evangelista. My <laughs> wife is everything to me. 
Okay. However, she dark. <laughs> she literally, she literally should have just wrote. Devin was so in love with his wife, despite being a dark skinned woman. Damn. What is that? I don't, I still cannot. And every book that I've read, every single one of these hood novel books, again, with the exception of color, no, well, coldest winter ever. Every single one of them has done this whole, they're beautiful, but they dark. They're this, but they're dark. Or they're this, good thing they're light skinned. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually highlighting something that is, I guess, uh, essential to, I guess, a hood <laughs> book or a hood culture is colorism. People, <laughs> people don't, people don't want to acknowledge the fact that colorism is something that literally runs the black community these days. Um, yeah. Or has been running the black community since you know, uh, uh, being here in America. Tale as old as time. It really is. I mean, not to connect hip hop to um, hood books. Well, it can be. There's the connection. Hip hop comes from the hood. But when you see rappers get put on, Mm -hmm. they go and date. You know, dark skin, good hair, and that's like the trophy idea. There's only one dark skin girl per video type thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They even have situations where they said no dark skin girl. Like, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, it, that's that's the culture. So it's true. Culture, one thing that we don't want to talk about is a lot of people attribute dark skin to being lower class, aka being poor. And so when like these, I guess when rap people could get on, they're trying to divert themselves away mm-hmm. from poor mentality as much as possible. And in their mind, they're thinking black is poor so mm. all my women they're gonna have to be the light bright to nearly whites and the exoticals mm. if you will because look i've escaped my my poor hood life thing Bad. right who knew that a hood book would stir up an intellectual discussion that's what like <laughs> Okay, we learned like we learned what how he feels about kiana we also learned what he looks like and according okay. to Crystal, he is six feet even in height with naturally curly mm. hair that uh, he still liked hair. to, naturally curly hair that he liked to wear in a mohawk. You are yeah. too old to be wearing yeah. your hair in a mohawk, sir. Yes, no. if you have a baby, you don't get a mohawk. You Sorry. are officially you done with that. Sorry, yeah. hang that up. Um, that he naturally, he liked to wear in a mohawk. His mocha colored flawless skin, his succulent lips, and the way his body was made up gave her chills. Devin didn't go to the gym, but he had a muscular frame of his body that gave him, uh, that gave anybody the illusion that he did. He was her own personal version of Method Man. Also, where is this the part that we learn? When did we learn that he's nine inches? Because that's another thing. I was like, okay, Michael's seven. Devin is nine. <laughs> yes. And most importantly, Devin has a nine inch dick, which I guess is where Portia likes to start the dick meter, the dick meter. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, that's we learned that Devin has a construction company. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. And if you know anything about casino, construction company means crime. Um, Devin has a construction company. And uh, Kiana is a stay-at-home right now because they just had their mm-hmm. their son, uh, Devin. I mean, DJ. 
Okay, I do want to say, I'd like to point out, I love the fact that she went to college and she um, she majored in education and then quickly realized after getting her degree in education that she does not want to work with kids. She said, nope, I felt I, like she was a substitute teacher and said, nah. It's I think happening. that happens to a lot of people, though. A lot of people yep. decided to want to be a teacher, and then the minute they get into that school, they go, "Nah, no, this ain't it." <laughs> and honestly, a lot of times, it's not even because of the kids; it's because of the parents. Hello. So, you know, parents out there, maybe stop being such a piece of shit, and your kid will, you know, like it, like you, okay. and like school more. Oh, we don't want to get okay because I'm a teacher. We don't want to go into the. We can talk about how sometimes that schools are also in yeah. messed up positions where parents need to be complaining a little bit more than they, they are. Uh, let's not. Yeah, I'm not going to go <laughs> into that Pandora's box. Let's not. Okay. But yeah, no, they, they, Kiana and Devin, they have this whole conversation about how they need to um, go see Portia. And we also learned that Devin hates michael yeah like they yeah. apparently yeah. hate each other and at this point we still don't really know why they just don't like each other yep. um which is and it's, yeah it just it's that is i get that people can have vibes that just don't mesh and so that's cool i, I totally understand that but i feel like if we're gonna get all this juxtaposition on why Portia doesn't like seven inches worth of dick, then we need more juxtaposition or uh, exposition right away as to why Devin doesn't like Michael. <laughs> like, and also, like, also, if they don't like each other, why is it when Portia has a bad dream, Michael's solution is like, I oh, know, I'm going to call the best friend and the husband I can't stand to stay at my house for a few days to deal with this and cause more drama. As opposed right. to just talking to his wife. I think he was just desperate. De yeah. I think he was desperate and he didn't want to deal with it. And he's like, listen, I'll, I'll tolerate Devin if I have to, but I don't, you know, I don't think he personally wanted to hear about her dreams. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't make any sense to me either, but. I mean, you don't want to hear a woman's stuff. dreams? <laughs> he's guilty. That was my conclusion. I was like, I'll be guilty. Whatever he did, But who is guilty? guilty? Like we learned in chapter five is Devin. So oh, they, yes. yeah. uh, Crystal does a nice job of painting them as being like this very happy couple. And then in chapter five, she flips it because they just, they're eating. Uh, Kiana goes away. He immediately gets some texts, right? Mm -hmm. Why haven't you called me this morning? I miss you. I really uh, wish you would leave her so we could be together. You promised me that once you had this baby, you would feel more comfortable leaving that bitch. These text yep. messages between his mistress I that. Yeah. and him are also hilarious. <laughs> and I love that he saved under work. Like, yes, this is how I'm going to hide all of it. I'm saving it under work. work. He also has a file on his phone that's like cryptid and locked where he just saves, I guess, naked pictures. Which, why would you save those, sir? Just delete them. As soon as she sends them, go, oh, yeah, that's nice. Delete. Like, why would you save that on your phone so you could potentially get fucked? Mission impossible situation. It's stupid. Uh, we learned that Devin had been dealing with another woman for a year or so. This is a sentence that trips me out. He couldn't even explain why he was doing it. He loved everything about Kiana, but when she got pregnant, things in the relationship seemed to change. 
Mm-mm-mm. I don't <laughs> stop writing in these books how much a man loves this woman, and then the next sentence being, well, I don't even know why I did it. It's just like, oh no. <laughs> and this is that's a not woman. a reason. Also, like it's it's always a woman author. It's always, (laughs) it's like, stop doing that. I get it that people cheat. Sometimes people cheat for absolutely no reason. Some people cheat for actual reasons, but like, it just seems ridiculous, especially when you set up how happy and beautiful their relationship is. The next thing you say is he just cheats and he doesn't even know why. And then the next thing he says is he told Kiana when they first got together that he didn't want any children. So you don't want, you don't really want to be married. You don't really want your child. Like if you're trying to give him a redeeming quality crystal, you failed immediately. <laughs> you failed. I'm, at this point, I'm like, no, there's nothing redeeming about him. Nothing. Whatever. He sounds just as horrible as Michael and Portia. It was. Yes. Just because they're not yelling at each other doesn't mean they're not equal. Like these are yeah. mirror images of each other. I did like Kiana. Yeah, I said, yeah, it's not that I liked her. It's just that I didn't, she wasn't doing anything trifling. She hasn't done anything yet. Not yet. She hasn't done anything trifling. She's tolerable. Yes, that's the word. Kiana, like you said, since we learned that he is a method man, which that means he's fine as hell. Like, method man is is on site. He's on the on site list, you know? You walk in, it's on site. Um, But she, (laughs) <laughs> Kiana was gorgeous to him and surely the woman of any man's dreams she was fun sized with her oh four feet nine inch nine. height I she a mention? she's a little person yes she's legally a little person you could she's legally she's, le- she's legally a little person because anything under 410 is uh is- you can get a handicap sticker. Pepper. I missed that. How you can get a handicap sticker if you're under 410. I missed that. I don't yeah. know how. Wow. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's like, he no, he's six feet even. And she's he's a full two feet taller than her, basically. Height hogging. This is too much. Just too many inches for her. I, my, my, my theory is each woman, they just need six inches or less. They don't need to go over. So since she's five, nine, she only needs a five, she's five, four, nine. Needs, oh, wait, she's four, nine. That means she only needs, uh, she only needs a four, a, a five, three man, a five, yeah. three man. Is she good? Like she doesn't need more than that. Why does she? Well, you remember when Shaquille O'Neal was dating, um, hoops. Oh, I know that was weird. That you was see weird. how how odd that looked? They was walking down the street holding hands. He looked like a tree. She looked like an elf. This is odd. Looking like they're going to a creepy daddy daughter dance. It's not cute. It's not sexy. It's That's just weird. weird. Well, listen, make the stallion dated. Uh, what, what's what's his name? Tory Lanez. Corey Lane. Tory Lane. Corey Lane. Corey Lane. Uh-huh. Tory Lane's like what? How tall is he? He's like what? Five, He's like five, five one. He's five uh, what? Five two. Five two. Yeah, he's five two. Let me. No, he isn't. No, he isn't. Yeah, he little. He has to be. Yeah, he's tiny. He was on a police report. They had him down as five two. What? He little. He little. Lane's height. (laughs) You're looking it up. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. 
Five, listen, two? everybody, you got to understand though. He's 5'3". He's 5'3". Yes. Oh, yeah. In yeah. in Hollywood, in Hollywood, all these niggas short. They all, true. you be, it's weird. Honestly, it's weird that he's, he's not tall because usually the black people are the tall ones. But like, all these niggas short. What, uh, Tom Cruise is 5'6". Yeah, um, yeah. He be wearing lifts in his shoes. Sylvester Stallone is like five five. These niggas are short. Wait, don't tell me Sylvester Stallone is five five. Don't Sylvester Stallone is a little strong person. No, but I met met Ja Rule and he was like this to me. I was he looks he looks like he'd be tiny. Ja Rule looks like he'd be tiny. I was shocked. I was like looking down to him. I'm five five, and he was like here. It's very few male celebrities that I've seen that are tall. Well, and by tall, Slim I just mean Thug. taller than me. Slim Thug is um, six six. I don't know why Google told me that, but they told me that. Wow. Two changes, real tall, but they both used to play basketball. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Montel Jordan's almost seven feet tall. Yeah, he is. You know, what? which at, at that point, I feel like you're too tall to sing. Um, you can't nah, be a nah, singer nah. and be that tall. First of all, he's <laughs> fine in my personal opinion. Too tall to sing. I wouldn't date a guy. Random though, I really wish that I had a career like Montel Jordan. He has like that one hit, and it's like this is how we do it. Sometimes he gets, you know, like maybe like a good couple thousand dollars to sing it to some nostalgic, you know, audience members. I'm just saying, I would like that kind of career where it's like you're not famous, but then again, you can make money because you're known for something. Exactly. He's a pastor of a church now. I actually went to an event recently where he performed, and he was like, you know, he just he performed. This is how we do it. But he was like, "Um, by the way, I'm a pastor. This is how we do it as a pastor. It's Sunday morning and we feel in Christ. The party's hey. here on the cross side. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. You know what? Send that over to him. Get your cut because that okay. was it. He can open <laughs> up the um, old girl that I love God. You don't love God. Love God? What's wrong with What's you? Wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, real quick, Sylvester Salone is actually 5'10. So he's lying. He's lying. I promise you, he's lying. I promise <laughs> he, you, he's lying. He was 5'7 until we got the police report. So, thank okay. you. He's lying. Yeah. Ram, Rambo is lying. He has so much plastic surgery, he can't remember. No. <laughs> no. So, we learned that, like I said, Devin doesn't want to have a kid. And he and in here he they uh they say Devin knew that having a baby would cause a rift in their relationship. He hated the fact that he was having to share the attention he used to he was used to receiving with someone else. He never talked to Kiana about it, but it really bothered him. First of all, nigga, talk to your wife. Like I yeah. don't what are we holding this on, like holding on to? Second of all, how selfish are you, dude? It's a baby. Like Come on. And he I also just, lets the baby get called monkey. So he's clearly not ready for fatherhood. Told her don't disrespect his child. Seed. Not child. Seed. Seed. He did say like that. A, like it's a fucking plant in some damn <laughs> soil. Don't disrespect my seed. Yeah. He, I hate that. Very nicely. <laughs> but he, he made, yeah. So his, his, um, his, his side piece 
she's all up in them talking about I want to feel you inside of me. Which have you ever texted somebody that? Have you ever? In your sex, have you ever been like, "Ooh, baby, I can't wait until I'm you put your dick inside of me." I, if I did, I was like, I, I immediately followed it with LOL because it just sounds stupid. I could never say that and then believe it. This is why I can't do porn because I can't say it and then believe it. <laughs> I'm a laugh. And that's not, that's not what, that's definitely not what you do in, in sex. You don't laugh. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Unless, it's wants to hear that. <laughs> Unless it's a what? Unless it's bad, unless it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't do it. I can't. I couldn't do it. But he the 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 girlfriend is like texting back and forth. She does call the baby a monkey, and she even calls him out. She's like, "You never wanted a kid in the first place." And he tries to take up for the kid and his wife, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it at all. I was like, "You don't you don't give a fuck that she just disrespected you, your wife and your kid. You don't give a damn." You just trying to get your dick wet. Uh, <laughs> it was stupid. The whole thing was just dumb. Yeah. Um, and then he uses it to get his wife basically to fuck him before he go to work. Like, yeah. Come on. Mm-mm. No. No. I don't buy the facade anymore. Like the whole facade has been shot for me of like happy family. No, it's not there. They're not happy. They're not, they're barely a family. Right. The fact that she tries to justify the behavior and say, oh, wow, they're still, they're a wonderful couple, but it's weird. Like, that's a huge but. That's not like a, oh, but. No, that's a but. That's a whole new paragraph. That's not a (laughs) comma. Yeah, that's a whole new thing. So, but they end up having sex, or she ends up slobbing his knob uh in the kitchen before he goes to work so specifically uh devin loved when she gagged on his dick um make that shit sloppy he instructed her (laughs) a nigga been hurting for some of that gushy shit uh literally just reading some of the lines in this crazy ass book um oh and then so earlier we got portia telling michael because this was another one of those lines i was like oh yeah earlier we had portia telling michael that she was gonna um basically call her drano because she was gonna suck his dick dry right Uh in this chapter we get it since we get another dick sucking scene (laughs) (laughs) this is so stupid let me read exactly what it says so uh (laughs) She says, or they say, damn girl, you trying to make, uh, you trying to keep me happy, huh? Devin spoke. That was the only thing that he could think to say. Of course, just like you would, uh, just like you won't leave room for any, for another man to come in and take your place. I'm certainly not leaving room for another bitch to come in and take mine. Now go clean yourself off and get ready for work. I plan on sucking your soul out tonight. (laughs) She plans on sucking his soul out tonight. That's what she said. That is awesome. Montero, call me by your name. Shit right there. (laughs) That is a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. 
if someone came up to you and was like, hey, I'm going to eat your pussy until you die. I'd be like, <laughs> that's a lot. That's aggressive. I don't, I don't have a will set up. I'm not trying to die today. Um, maybe you can just eat my pussy, but don't until I die. Don't, that's don't, aggressive. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't devour till I die. No. Okay. Right. It was, it was just, it was, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. Um, but then, you know, they have their conversation, Kiana and Portia, they have a little conversation. Again, Portia is also jealous of uh, Kiana's baby, which y'all. The God what? baby. Her God baby. You jealous of the God baby for being a baby and needing attention from his mother. That's selfish. That's so selfish. Disgusting. Um, I do kind of feel bad for Kiana because she's just surrounded by selfish ass people. Coming into this last little piece, and this is all kind of one big blur, right? We got seven through 13. Seven through 13, basically, uh, Portia, or no, 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 Kiana and, and Devin decide to go visit. They go on their little road trip. Devin is still, Devin and uh, not Devin. No, yeah, Devin and Kiana get into a fight because all of a sudden Kiana thinks he's cheating on her and she tries to go through his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, which, have you guys ever gone through your partner's phone or feel the need to go through your partner's phone? I've never had a partner to go through their phone, uh, but I'm pretty sure I would if I did. <laughs> I believe in doing checkups. Like, yeah, um, depending on your partner. Yeah. Like, my husband, he don't, he's too... He's too um, frugal to, you know, step out. <laughs> and gotcha. I, you know, he's just a loyal guy. So I don't feel like I have much to worry he's about. But I still you. I mean, I still do yearly checkups. But I, I suggest, you know, depending on your partner, maybe yours need to be weekly. Some people need to do monthly. I just feel it's that whole thing is if you feel the need to check you, if you're going to find, if you're going to look for something, you're going to find it. Right. And so, especially when the reaction that Michael or yeah, Devin had towards Kiana was basically physical violence. No, he didn't hit her, but he flat out basically said, I'll beat your ass. If you go through my phone, Um, that should be all the proof you need Kiana. Okay. That should be all the proof you need. A man is talking about he'll beat your ass if you touch his phone. Nigga, you're going to beat my ass and we all going to be in jail. Like I said earlier, <laughs> I ain't never been in no fight, but I know where the knives are, bitch. <laughs> like, come on with it. Come on. But they they have their fight and they go, uh, but they, they do get down to Memphis, which is where uh, Michael and Portia are. So this is where everything really starts to happen. No, it's not where the plot starts, I don't think, but it's where the action starts. When they get there, very quickly, we figure out, again, the relationship between Kiana and Portia. They love each other. They like sisters. Cool. And very quickly, we learn how much Michael and Devin hate each other. But what happens is very interesting. Remember, the name of this book is Pregnant by My Best Friend's Husband. Yeah. When they get there, they're, they Kiana and Michael have a moment alone, finally. He's brought everything in, the kids inside, they kind of getting situated. They have a moment alone and it feels like they hate each other at first. They basically doing uh, Martin and Pam, cussing each other out. 
And then in the middle of the cussing out, in the midst of the cussing out, they just go in to make out. And we learn that Portia is fucking Kiana's husband, Devin. First of all, you real bold to be doing this in the house when everybody's ain't but two feet away. Right. I, disrespectful. They like the suspense. They like the, the thought of almost getting caught. I, that's just how I took it. Because how, how... How dumb. Exactly. How bold are you? Honestly, feel like um, I feel like Portia wants Kiana to find out because, mm-hmm. like, the fact that she does not like that she has this kid because it kind of takes, you know, Devin away, away from her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like she she look and she sounds like one of those petty ones. Like she has friends just to one up them and be yeah. like, oh, I can have what you can, you got. That's what she she seems like. She seems like that girl. So. And it makes sense for Michael because he never wanted the kid in the first damn place. So I feel like it's also a little bit of uh, self-sabotage because it's a way mm-hmm. of being like, I didn't want this shit anyway. So me I'm going to make you break, Devin, yes, I'm going to make you break up with me. Yes. So it also has that feel to it as well. Um, but right right when they about to make out with each other, um, we Michael comes in. Now, Michael, who is a real estate agent who was also a money launderer. What he does is he takes money from criminals, puts it inside of a real estate business. So it shows up clean to the FBI, which ding, ding, ding. Clearly that's why there's a van outside. Yeah. Like I put that together real quick. Like that's why there's a van outside, but he gets attacked on his way out um, by someone saying, you need to launder my money right now. And he shows these por- pictures of Dude. Porsche. Um, so when Michael comes home, he's coming home from basically almost getting killed. Um, he runs in right when Portia and Michael are about to kiss. We don't know if he saw it, but I don't think he did. Nah, he didn't see it. He He was too busy. His head was still messed up from getting deuce. Is his name? (laughs) Deuce. Deuce is stressful. He didn't stab him, but he did like poke him with the knife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Deuce was stressful. Like, bro, if you needed help, just ask. I don't, I like yeah, your friend. You your friend said, Hey, I have a referral for you. He was like, I'll think about it. All you had to do was say, Hey, man, um, I didn't get to come in before you close up. My name's Deuce. J Dub told me about you. He did this whole, I'm going to kill you unless you do this right. shit extra. And, and the feds were already watching him extra. 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 Too much. It's like extra, okay. extra. You sound desperate, sir. Like, very desperate. Because, like, why are you threatening to kill people unless you know that people on your tail? That's the only reason why. It was a lot. But they they almost kiss. Michael comes in. And they, like, they break up. They're like, oh, you know, whatever. And then Michael and Devin are left in the room together. And that's uh, that in and of itself is when things pop off. And I really still don't yeah. understand why they yeah. went left like they, they did. Oh, they, they hate said, each other. They hate each other, but again, still don't know why. Um, but they they just basically stare at each other for a while. And then one of them sits down to go watch TV and puts his feet up. And then the other one is like, Push get it. your 
get your feet yeah. off my goddamn couch. Which I understand. It's not your house. Put your feet yeah. down. I get that. I totally yeah. get that. But he responded so much to the fact that they get into a physical altercation. Michael goes and gets a fucking gun? For what? For what? And then Devin charges a man with a gun. The gun goes off in the house where there's a baby and two other women in the house. Yeah, they have a full-blown fucking fight. Cops are called. Ghetto. <laughs> and, then they and, then, and then they break off and have their own fights. The couples. Yeah. What Crazy. is happening? What is going on? Like it's it's this this literally went from I'd say 25 to 100. <laughs> yeah. They didn't start at zero. No, nah, they didn't start at zero. They started at least 25. <laughs> I just don't understand like there's a whole baby in the house and then Michael thought I know what's a good idea let me get out my gun like what and then also you invited both of them there yeah. you invited Kiana and Devin and the baby you said they can all stay at your house and you said you would pay for them to get there so when they get there you pull a gun on somebody and then he's dumbass had the nerve to say after the cops left and everything started to calm down, like, oh, I wasn't going to get arrested because I was defending my home. Sir, did you forget that you was black? That's not how, <laughs> that's not how police work. No, they don't work that way at all. That's not how they work. <sighs> so, yeah, I just, this, this like last section all the way up through 13, I really don't know what's going on. I really don't. speechless yeah speechless it's confusing it's truly it's just truly confusing um and it was at this point like the reason why i kept reading is because i was like none of this makes sense (laughs) hopefully this will make sense in the end i'm gonna continue reading this (laughs) so the very first book that we read for the hood novel book club was something called this hoe got roaches in her crib and (laughs) The thing, yes, the toy, beautiful title. It depending on where you got it, depending on where you got it, it was also called "This Bitch Got Roaches in Her Crib." Just depending on where you purchased the book. But the thing about that book is that you wanted to keep reading because you were trying to find a plot. Yeah, you just you're just trying to find it. And once I got through chapter thirteen, my first thought was, "Fuck." there's no plot there's no plot in this book it's just a series of occurrences yeah there's no plot lemony snickets lemony snickets a series of unfortunate events crystal biggs a series of unfortunate events (laughs) Um, i don't uh, yeah and then and then and then portia and michael get into this huge fight and they kick each other out the house basically who, who's the bad guys and who's the good guys? I'm still I confused. don't know. I think the, I think at this point the only good person is Kiana. Kiana kinda. That's it. That's yeah. it. She's I think at this point that she's the only good person. Portia yeah. is an asshole. Michael is an asshole. asshole. Devin is an asshole. J Dub and Deuce are criminals and assholes. And mm-hmm. the everybody secretary is, Angelique asshole asshole everybody is is trash everybody is trash except for Kiana and, and DJ and a baby yes yeah <laughs> and a baby so I, at this point I really 
I can't say I know what the book is about. I'm going to continue to just say the title of the book, which is pregnant by my best friend's husband and Mm -hmm. assume at some point, um, Portia is going to get pregnant by Devin. Yep. Cause I mean, what else is going on? Unless there's another best friend somewhere down, like, you know, I just hmm, don't know. She did say something about you didn't let me keep mine when he was on the phone with her in the beginning. Uh, Maybe she's already pregnant. I don't know. That is true. That is true. I feel like Devin probably as much as he doesn't want. uh, Yeah, Devin, as much as he says he doesn't want kids, has a lot of them. Mm. and just doesn't realize it yet Mm -hmm. he he seems like someone who spreads his seed why you say it like that because that's what he said that's what he said (laughs) he said his seed so i chapter 13 this is interesting i don't we'll figure out uh next week we'll get into the next check uh section of the book but for now um, I can't give you guys a recap or what's going on in the plot because none of us know. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll oh. find it next time. Maybe we'll find it. Maybe we'll find <laughs> it. Maybe Portia will find the tennis dick of her dreams. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. But until then, you guys, as always, at the end of each one, I'm going to, uh, I want you guys to just let us know where we can find you. Uh, Catchy, where can we find you on the social medias? You can find me everywhere at Happy Black Chick. So that's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Venmo. TikTok, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, all of those. You can find me at Happy Black Chick. Yes. And Latoya, where can we find you? Uh, podcast, all that. Okay. Well, um, the best place to find me is on Instagram red underscore wine underscore thoughts uh and everything you need to know about my bougie ass book club can be found there so yes it's a juxtaposition to this book club which is ratchet (laughs) as fuck i love it though i love it (laughs) (laughs) and of course you guys know um please make sure that you like rate review and subscribe to the hood novel book club um i really want reviews y'all i really want to start getting more reviews listens are cute but reviews are fun so go ahead write a review if you're listening to this if you're listening on apple or any of these uh platforms that allow you to write a review tell us your favorite moment from this particular episode put that in your review um what do you think about portia and her um size queenness um, all that jazz. So make sure you follow, like I said, follow, like, rate, review, and subscribe Hood Novel Book Club. Visit hoodnovelbookclub.com. And if you want to follow me, Rachel Hall is funny across all platforms. I'm not going to stop you. So until next week, when we jump into the next set of chapters, I'll see you guys later. Peace. This is an area code podcast.